I can't be the best relationship builder with my client, with other potential clients. I can't reach out to, to, to more businesses. I can't make all these connections. If I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take care of others. Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. I have my good friend here. How's it going, man? Happy to be back. No, it shouldn't be about anything. Like this is yeah. one life. Yeah, one life? Like fucking yeah. do it. My guy. She just got it. She totally understood it. 20 years old when I started just watching a lot of movies. How it, and it tells a story. I want to tell a story. Talented entrepreneur and hair studio owner, Nick Benitez. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thank you, Nick. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a pleasure that you've been a guest on the podcast, but it's been a while since we last connected. Um, to give uh, the audience some background uh, information, uh, we connected at your barbershop, uh, Hair Anatomy, uh, which is located in Montreal. And that is because I was the behind-the-scenes director for the national tour of prolific comedian Nima Naz. So I got the opportunity to meet yourself and your amazing staff and uh, your team, I should say. Um, Incredibly talented, uh, as seen uh, in the behind-the-scenes vlog that I recently put out <laughs> from the Montreal version of Nima Naz. Um, so if anyone wants to see uh, a testimonial uh, regarding their uh, exquisite services, please, uh, I encourage you to watch that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it was uh, nice to meet you. And uh, that day was like, was really like, it was kind of like everywhere, you know, not to put Nima and you guys on blast. You guys were like fucking 40 minutes late. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey bro i wasn't i was in the orchestra i was just got the camera. yeah <laughs> but it's, it's all good man i mean yeah nima and i we go back um we uh i've been cutting his hair actually when he was uh in uh, comedy school yeah um and uh yeah i think he mentioned like i like i was his like first like quote-unquote like barber like regular barber that um he would come see yeah but i i I would take care of him um, half half in Markham, which is like in the suburbs and half in downtown Toronto. Nice. Um, and we, uh, yeah, we always, we kept in touch with the guy. Like I've, I've seen the guy grow. Um, but it's really cool how you've uh, been connecting with him. Like, like, how do you know, how do you know Nima? Yeah, no, it's uh, very interesting you say that. Like I'm from Toronto, um, now living in the greater Toronto area. So uh, I guess we just uh, realized we were in uh, close proximity of each other uh, through uh, Instagram. Uh, at least I was, you know, kind of pursuing him like for a, being a guest on this podcast, which he made two appearances. Um, and then one thing led to the next, you know, I'm a film director. Um, I wanted to expand my skill sets and, you know, try my hand at vlog uh, style formats. And his tour was coming up and uh, one thing led to the next, right? And it kind of, it all came into fruition where I, pitched some ideas they enjoyed my work and next thing you know I was on the tour so I was really uh you know grateful uh for that opportunity um because along the way I met people like yourself so many uh contacts and connections um that really have come into their own and um just inspired me to be a you know a more creative individual but a better human being if that makes sense so that's why I, I yeah that's why I say that with sincerity like I enjoy having you on the podcast because um I didn't know it was your barbershop when I showed up, right? Like I thought it was, you know, just some kind of barbershop that was highly recommended on Google reviews or, you know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. just seeing that, like, we're very similar in age and you were from Markham, right? I'm from Vaughn. I was uh, truly inspired that you went all the way to Montreal and started your whole barbershop 
um, kind of enterprise. And this is why I wanted to talk to you about like, you know, as an entrepreneur myself who solely operates 94 Productions to enhance my filmmaking profession and reach, you know, I'm genuinely fascinated with individuals like yourself that take the risk to follow their dreams. And I remember you were discussing that many times in the behind the scenes vlog, right? Like this was something that you always uh, aspire to do, um, you know, mm -hmm. have, have your own business and um, really pursue the art of hairstyle, if that makes sense, right? Because it is mm -hmm. an art uh, in its own way. Um, so I want to know from you, man, like how did, uh, why did you decide to start the business Hair Anatomy? Well, me personally, I've been cutting hair uh, since I was 14. Okay. Um, like you said, I, I started uh, in Markham. Mm -hmm. That's where I was uh, born and raised. And, um, you know, started in a barbershop, learned at one shop for three years, went to another shop. Um, at the same time, I was going to hair school, um, finished hair school. And then uh, within like that four, four to five years, like after like hair school, I uh, then uh, moved to Montreal. Okay. Um, came here for a better opportunity. And then one thing led to a next, one thing led to the next where like um, um, this opportunity uh, came my way okay. to open up a, a, a hair studio, a hair salon. Um, but um, maybe, hold on, I'm actually skipping a, like a couple of important parts. No, no, for um, sure. take your time. Moving to Montreal, I um, was uh, grateful enough to get sponsored by this uh, brand that um, uh, put me a part of their education team in Canada. So, like, oh, wow. there's a team of like educators, like barber educators that um, that teach um, through uh, like a Clipper brand. Um, I ended up leaving that after like I think I wasn't there. I was there for like less than less than a year. Okay, um, but they taught me how to teach. So, you know, the proper uh, um, lingo when it comes to like being in front of like uh, big crowds, um, you know, things like never say um, how many years of experience you have on a stage uh, because like if there's somebody in the audience that has more experience than you and you come up there and you're like, hey, I'm Nick, I've been cutting here for uh, for two years. I'm an educator. They'll be like, why? Why should I listen to this guy, right? So things like that. Um, they really taught me how to how to um, like move an audience, how to uh, curate like uh, a class, and how to like kind of control the room, right? When there's a lot of different personalities and individuals um, right. that are essentially just trying to like learn the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, they they showed me how to put that all together, and I took that information. I took that knowledge. Mm -hmm. and uh, did my own thing so i did my own education course um and then you know fucking covid happened yeah and um then i just started cutting hair from home but then mm -hmm. i started to just get more creative man that time yeah. i'm sure you can relate right like that, oh, yeah. that time um was kind of like a wake-up call for me and i'm sure a lot of other people too mm -hmm. where it was like it's time to like it's time for us to like do something differently. Like, it's time to like, um, this is an opportunity for me to actually go all in because like the, like the world's on pause now, like I can get ahead. That's, that's the way I saw it. And, um, at that time when I was cutting, uh, from, from home, um, I was also like setting up different, um, uh, events too. Like obviously like, like I think once like lockdown was like lifted and it was like going back and forth. Like I would, um, I hosted a class uh, in Montreal. 
And then I hosted a class in uh, in a city called Sherbrooke in Quebec. And then I went yep. back to Toronto. Um, so the education thing really helped me um, um, build my name and get out there and reach out to more nice. people in my industry. Um, and then uh, eventually, like where I was cutting hair from in my house, my lease was ending and I didn't want to pay... Uh, uh, I didn't want to pay, uh, how much was it at the time? I think it was like 2,500 bucks. And wow. I, I, yeah. Like this was rent uh, for your house. You were cutting, um, doing appointments out of your house. Yeah. It was, it was like a two level, like two story, like apartment. Right. And I, I didn't care at the time. I was like, you know what? Like, let me just collect these serve checks and like, let the, let yeah. the government pay <laughs> yeah. for my rent. Yeah, for sure. But man. then, um, but then like, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, serve, like I had to stop, like serve stopped. Yeah. Uh, my lease was ending. So I said, you know what, I got to look for a space. Originally my, the, the studio. Yeah. Originally the studio, the plan was to actually um, just find a space for myself to operate from. Right. Um, and when I, when I, um, when I was referred to uh, my current uh, landlord, um, I, he showed me a certain area that that was like available but then i asked him like what if i just took over the other half like it was <laughs> like a small room yeah like uh the and um uh once once he once we kind of agreed to like a bigger space i was actually um with my um my current girlfriend like we just started dating she's a hairstylist too uh from nice. um from um uh, mississauga yep and um her name is Callie, working right? Yeah, Callista. Callista um, right? okay. was uh, she was living in uh, Mississauga at the time. Okay. Um, or Mil Milton or Mississauga with her mom and dad. Anyways, but anyways. Yeah. Um, she she came to Montreal with me, um, and uh, we looked at the spot together. And then once nice. we agreed on like a bigger spot, we we realized like this could be an opportunity to actually grow a team. Yeah. Right? I could actually. I could actually like we could do this together mm -hmm. and um and build build like a whole studio half half barbers barber shop slash like hair salon yeah so originally my intention was just to have a space like just for me but then I realized oh wait I have all these like I have a, a, you know great girlfriend and partner that that does amazing hair myself you know I, I have a great clientele let's just like build it together so um it kind of just it kind of just happened to be honest and i like i've always been very open-minded i always like to see like you know the signs of like you know like oh this is like like uh like this is clearly like laid out for me like you know i'm i think uh this is my time to like kind of jump on it and take it so you know once we found the space we started building a team from there and um thank thankfully because of all my education classes um recruiting uh, barbers was a little bit easier i wouldn't say it was like it was like a like a piece of cake but mm -hmm. it, it it allowed me to open up my um my op like opportunity open up opportunities to like um, recruit people on uh, on the team because you know like um you need a team you know you can't just be a one man show forever like i think a team is like it's super important so so yeah that's uh that's, that's, awesome. that's pretty much like yeah, no, together, man. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, quite a story. And, um, you know, again, taking in your business uh, firsthand, uh, being the person that was shooting on location, I kind of um, had a general impression of uh, that story, you know, like this was something that uh, 
you started a business with, with your girlfriend and um, you don't set out um, in Montreal to find this location. Cause again, you're not from there originally, your hometown is in Markham. Um, so it was quite an endeavor, right? Quite an undertaking, um, which you proved to be successful in. Um, and I, Thanks, yeah, no, for sure, man. Like I, I really enjoyed um, just the craftsmanship, the team, um, the professionalism, I should say too. Like, it just felt like you guys were in control and you're very confident uh, about being business owners. And it's very challenging too, right? Like you're, you guys are again, relatively young, not to say you can't be young and be a business owner, but uh, just to conceptualize you guys, you're having your, running your own operation and you're doing it again uh, with your girlfriend. And just, that uh, takes a lot of uh, tenacity and maturity to, to achieve that. Um, I'm really, uh, you know, amazed that you said with the pandemic, um, how it kind of like uh, served as a catalyst, uh, incentivize you to kind of pursue your passions. I think that was the common theme for a lot of individuals like myself, uh, creative individuals, that is <laughs> someone yeah, definitely either an artistic talent or uh, entrepreneurial tendency. Um, the, Daniel, pandemic, man, how, just, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. How, how old are you? I'm 28. I just turned 28. Seriously. Yeah. How old are you? How long? Uh, me, I'm uh, 24. 24. That's right. I think we got into this uh, discussion because we thought you were 26 or something when we were filming. Yeah. And you're like, nah, bro, I'm 24. <laughs> we're all how like, long have you... yeah, yeah. go ahead, sir. How, lo how long have you been in uh, your industry? Like how long you've been now? Uh, yeah, man. So I, yeah, what I tell people is I've been in my industry for about five years steady, um, like relentlessly pursuing it, if that makes sense, like uh, associating with the right people and connecting with people and things like that. But I've been like a filmmaker since I was 20. Um, I've been writing screenplays, feature length screenplays. I have, they call them passion projects for when I become more established and re meet the right, uh, people, uh, that can help fund that project, uh, since I was 17 years old. So I've been doing it for a long time. It's, it's a excruciating process. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's a mm -hmm. slow grind, but, um, slowly, but surely, as they say, um, I'm fully aware that some people, they have different opportunities and, you know, I, for lack of a better word, luck, you know, I, luck plays a huge part into what I'm trying to do um, because it's so specific. I'm trying to create this mm -hmm. multimedia empire while being a Tarantino and representing Toronto like Drake does. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to do all these things that are highly ambitious and people tell me every day, but I just have this uh, inkling in my heart, you know, like this uh, knowing that uh, I can achieve it because I get recognition from people like yourself telling me like, you know, they enjoy my work, uh, whether it's a vlog or questions from a podcast you know what i mean it's like i know mm -hmm. i have something and i can't give up on it like i have to channel it somehow because you never know where it could take me right so i've been doing it for a while man and this pandemic uh what i was trying to get at is it, it saved me in a lot of ways um i was a person that was very miserable very down on my luck um and i was just not finding any kind of you know joy out of life and i was going through a lot of personal problems as well i'll be honest with you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the growing pains, I guess, of your twenties, right. The formative years, but nevertheless, um, I never had the courage, uh, the bravery to pursue the arts, um, or try my hand at uh, directing. And the more I pushed it away, the more it, um, was taking a toll on my heart. And when the pandemic happened, I kind of, like you said, I had that mentality. I told my parents too, I come from an immigrant background and, uh, they were adamant on me getting a full-time job, corporate job. And I understand and respect them for that because I'm still going through the woes of it. You know what I mean? You got to make money in order to eat, uh, feed yourself. Yeah. But at the same time, like I needed to go full throttle on this dream. Um, and the only way I was able to do it is if I, if I finally had the bravery to say like, I'm going to do something for myself. Cause I was working like 
dead end jobs, man. I was working so many odd jobs, you know how it is, right? And I was just miserable all the time. I never really like sat myself down and like pursued my craft. So what I'm saying is when the pandemic hit, I started my production company, 94 Productions. I started saying, you know, I'm going to create and cultivate these clients while, you know, we're in lockdown. Uh, so that way, when we emerge out of the pandemic, I'll have some clientele or, or some, at least people will know of me. I think that was my biggest goal. It wasn't so much to assemble, uh, you know, 10 clients that can um, fund me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it was more about uh, building that network, that exposure. Um, and that's what I've done successfully um, as one of the many goals that I've had for myself. But it's a constant up and down. It's a fluctuating path, as you know, as an entrepreneur, which I wanted to get into next, right, is there's a lot of setbacks and failures and doubts. And um, obviously what I'm trying to do is a little bit uh, more elusive <laughs> as opposed to, right, um, running, a, running a business, uh, being a barbershop um you know, hairstyling salon kind of thing, um, because I have to appeal to a market um, that is very subjective, right? Um, with with a haircut, yes, it could be subjective, but at the same time, it's like, does this guy know what he's doing or not? Right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, well, you can tell immediately, like, what you can pull off. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm I'm actually more like curious to know more like about your your story because my brother, my little brother, is actually. Um, like going back into film school. Right. So so nice. he's actually um I, I don't want to speak too much on like on his behalf but like no worries. I I think what happened was film was his plan A then he went to his plan B which was uh, culinary. Okay. Nice. Um but then like he like it's always it's like, you know, you know your 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 situation with the odd job thing like yeah. like that, that's how culinary is or was to him for sure but yeah. he, he he's going to be going back into school so like with your story and your situation when you first when you had that wake-up call once you like actually started your um your production company what was your first gig my first gig um yeah as a certified production company um i think it was um it was like a real estate video i did for a friend uh for high school um we connected at the gym he reached out to me and said hey like i love your content um i didn't have like many videos bro i think i had like two short films but he just knew that i had this passion this um kind of desire for storytelling and he said can you apply that and help me like start my business right and he still has them on his instagram page which is an honor because it's like three years old but Mm -hmm. um i impressed him and and i think that gratification that's what gratified me the most is his reaction like he mm-hmm. called me up. It wasn't even a text like fire. He called me up and he's like, bro, I'm actually speechless. Like, I don't know what to say. And I've come, you know, such a long way uh, from that first video, if I show you to like the vlogs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Um, yeah. Just in terms of like the, the camera uh, movement, the style, um, the music choices, uh, editing preferences, right? Things like that. Um, that was, yeah, my first gig, man. And it, uh, I have had many gigs in between that and you know, it's a blessing every day, right? The fact that people want you to uh, provide your services uh, for their brand, because that's what I do. I help cultivate brands. You know, I've worked with uh, Tom Bilyeu of Impact Theory. Have Do you know him? Any chance? Impact Im- Impact Theory? Yeah, Tom Bilyeu. He's like a Gary Vee. He, he's Lisa Bilyeu, a woman of impact. They've interviewed like Andrew Huberman. And, uh, he, he has a big YouTube show. Um, so he's like this- Maybe by uh, face. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll try to pull a picture of as I'm talking. <laughs> Um, 
So essentially I worked for his company yeah, for over a year and um, just going from like, again, a small real estate company, you know, just doing videos in Hamilton to someone like that. Those are what I'm trying to get at indicators of, you know, success, right. That mm -hmm. I'm on the right track and um, I can't give up now, even though it's very tempting. And I wanted to yeah. kind of like transition that for yourself. Um, See, so yeah. There's a... Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, What's that? What's his show called? Uh, well, Impact Theory. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah it is but, <laughs> It's like a yeah. talk show. Yeah, he brings on all these like guests and entrepreneurs and things like that. So um, you 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 were in the production team for that? Yeah, I was responsible for the video editing. Um, and then I was trying to transition to like creative directing and things like that. Um, which I dabbled in, but it was more so senior video editing. So like I was taking care of like launch campaigns, mid roll ads. Um, you know, uh, brand presentation, like how he was perceived uh, amongst audiences. And I worked on the Women of Impact side with Lisa Bilyeu. And they they were impressed by my work, man. They, they really served me a high compliment. They told me that I raised the production standard of their company and um, the creative standard, I mean. And, you know, I just like hearing, hearing like pieces of feedback like that, right? It kind of tells you, you know, how far you can go, right? With this career. But nevertheless, I did have my draw, my setbacks and my challenges, right? And this is why I wanted to ask you for your own business, like what setbacks or challenges have you encountered that almost derailed the business or discouraged you from being an entrepreneur altogether? Fucking, that's a deep ass question. <laughs> so we do. Um, <laughs> let me just make sure my battery won't die here. Yeah, no worries. Setbacks. Hmm. Like, are there any, anything you've encountered where it was like, whether whether it was with your girlfriend as co-owners or leading up to this, um, you know, proposition to, to you know, uh, take up space in Montreal and open your business? Anything that kind of set you said to yourself, you know, why am I even doing this? Like, why is it? Why don't I just become a barber at a salon or, you know, work as an employee? Wow, what a fantastic question. <laughs> um, personally... I've never experienced a situation that kind of made me like say to myself, like, fuck this, I'm gonna shut the business down or like, uh, fuck this, okay, like, good. let's just like, no, nothing like I, I don't really believe in quitting. Nice. Um, I don't, which I don't explains why you, why you, why you're where you are. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, um, I always, I, I've always said this like uh, as a joke, but it's like a, like it's a half serious, like, thing i've always said like for example when i when i um when i was like cutting back in markham like at the at royal phase barbershop we used to um that's actually where i used to cut nima okay um we used to uh bang out like 20 haircuts a day just hmm. because like we were a new shop and you know and the one thing, you know, at the end of the day, we'd always be like, fuck, man, I'm so tired. Right. But like, I was, I would always say, you know what, this is the life I chose, mm, you know, like as it. a, as like a, as like a sarcastic, you know, joke thing, but I would, I would take that and, can, but I would always say, I would always say this, even, even till now, like even like uh, haircuts, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do 20 haircuts. I'm not, I'm not even sure how the hell I did fucking 20 haircuts, but I, I can't do 20 haircuts now, but like at the end of the day, sometimes in, in Montreal, um, I'll just say like, you know, fuck, I'm tired as fuck, but you know, what? This, this, this is the life I chose. Like I, I am, you are a product of, of all your decisions, literally. Absolutely. Like, yeah. 
the reason why like i'm sitting on this couch like this this fucking color is because you know i i i all my decisions have led me to this fucking you know like this is the, yeah. that's the way i the way i see a lot of things and you know when it comes to like like quitting like i don't really or or like like backing down like i don't like to do that because like i i see it as like i've come so far right um but just to clarify i'm not i'm not saying that to to kind of be like you know oh like uh you know uh, i've come i've come so far so like uh you know like i i, ha- I have to keep going from here it's, it's not like kind of it's not like that it's just more like like i've learned so much already like i need to apply it you know i need right. to apply like the knowledge i have into right. into bigger challenges um but it's funny that you mentioned it yeah you know like uh i guess a biggest the biggest challenge i've learned um opening the opening a business um, it, it, opening my business specifically was uh, opening with your your partner and your and your and your girlfriend, because um, my my dynamic, um, you know, I guess compared to like other business owners, like I I own my business with my with my girlfriend, so right, like we we live literally live with each other twenty four seven. Like um, we come home together, we 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 work together. Um, it, it, it was a lot, especially in the beginning. It was a lot. I mean, uh, some some challenges that we faced were like, um, it, it was it was a good challenge. It was a good problem, I guess. Okay, we're, we're both we're both leaders, right? And um, there's like a there's a saying in the in Will Smith's book actually, but but fuck Will Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you weren't too happy with the whole slap, eh? Uh, I, I don't, honestly, I don't really care, man. Oh, okay, I, okay. But you're just saying, yeah. like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's as a, as a as a joke, but like, I got you. Um, in his book, he was saying like, um, when there's when there's two people in charge, like in war, in war, in battle, like when there's two people in charge, everybody dies. Yeah. So, that's what I I I I, I like kind of learned, um in a sense like opening up the business with with my girlfriend is like we both have have um very strong we're both very strongly opinion opinionated right is that english right there yeah i think yeah so. strongly opinionated yeah. yeah yeah and um we both uh like want things done a certain way you know gotcha. we, but um we just had to learn to listen to each other especially me i think but obviously a little bit of her too but you know mostly me because i'm i'm the one that's like uh you know i'm the one that's like um doing doing you know my part she's doing her part and you know i guess like um like now now we're great but uh, like definitely like in the first like year first like like six to like nine months um it was tough like it was it, it was like you know we're getting at each other's necks and um uh, when you start anything new right like like a new uh, relationship a new business a new hobby you're always going into like 100 into it right like it's like when you have a crush on a girl or, or, or uh, you know when you're in a new relationship you you drop everything and you and then you're hanging yeah. out with them all day you know what i mean so when it comes to the business opening up the business like everything for me was like like Wake up. First thing I think about is, okay, who's at the shop right now? How how can I make the how can I make the business run better? 
right. that was like my mentality like for an entire year like pressure pressure and the thing is it made me forget about um the other important pillars of life like your relationship relationships actually family right friends um you know and and um also kind of like like took out the spark a little bit in in my own relationship where it's like you know it was like it was all fun and the lovey-dovey and the honeymoon phase was gone but i'm sure that you know that's that it's a normal thing but you know the business your, really your said, business you're saying the business took you out of that with your girlfriend like it kind of definitely. accelerated it yeah um but but finally the most important the the last but definitely not least thing is like the most important is a uh it made me forget about myself. Like if you, if you look at pictures of, of, of me when the shop like was first being built versus like right. two, three months into the business, my face was like, was like fucking like this. I, I, I lost like a uh, touch with myself. I was eating like shit. Oh, uh, you gained, going... you, you gained a shit ton of weight. Wow. Yeah. Because I wasn't prioritizing myself. And, and one thing that I've learned, um, um, when I uh, was on this like fitness journey, uh, when I was like 19 to like 21, right. Uh, was like, everything starts with you. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Yeah. Um, so the moment the shop opened, like I fucking, fucking threw that principle out the window and just, just focused everything on all my, like all my, uh, attention and, and energy on the business forgetting about everything else you know that's uh, i guess that's just like a double double ended um challenge that I've, i i uh i faced was like you know with with the, with um opening the business with my girlfriend but also like losing myself too you know you don't want to you don't want to lose yourself the thing that pushed me to kind of like um solve this issue if 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 you will is that when i realized that i was spending way too much time with my girlfriend like like yep. waking up together, cooking together, fucking going, yeah. driving together, working together, coming back mm -hmm. home. Like I said to myself, like I need to create healthy space. Like, and I've, and you know, I've talked to her like in the past, I've, I've told her like, we need to create healthy space from each other. Like I need to go back to the fucking gym. Like yeah. this is like, this is like actually like affecting my mental health, but I think, yeah. our, I think also like our relationship as well. So of course, yeah. You know, um, you need yeah. to find time for yourself, right? Because that's that's all it was. Your life was consumed either by the business or your relationship, and there was no time for yourself. If that makes sense. Exactly. Like at yeah. the end of the day, like out of all of this, what I've learned is like, like it all starts with you. Like if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of, take care of others. If you can't take care of yourself, that's the way I see it. No, I know? love that. I admire I admire your honesty, by the way, in the whole story and the transparency. Because the reality is, man, when you mentioned that started a business with your girlfriend like raises a lot of eyebrows only because like you're at that age i assume you guys aren't married and let's be honest like nowadays relationships are kind of perceived as disposable and not to claim that about your relationship i'm just trying to get at is you know it's hard to fathom right like the maturity you would have to have um the formulability to, like the fortitude i mean to pursue a business venture with your girlfriend like a lot of people have hiccups about the wildest things and you're now in a business partnership so obviously that's a testament to you know the strength that you guys have um as a couple but that's uh, there was that vulnerability sorry what was that i was gonna say sorry to interrupt you that no, that's no crazy you, you you mentioned that because uh 
Yeah, I did. I did feel some backlash from like some friends I had. Uh, oh, like they made oh, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. What, yeah, and, and and again, like I'm an I'm a genuine kid, guy, so it's like I would never say like something unless I see something or like I knew you that well. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that I'm happy that you're honest about that because that's something a lot of guys, especially nowadays, would like raise their eyebrows. But I love that you have that communication with your partner to kind of eventually see past that and overcome it. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that was like you were explaining, like a challenge. Uh, how so was it a challenge? Was it to the point where it bogged you down or did it get in your head? Did it ever influence you in your decisions? Um, when it comes to. Yeah, just people exactly. making comments and things. I'm just curious, like. Oh, yeah. Told you of that. Yeah. Great. Wow, man. Look at these fucking questions, bro. <laughs> this is what we do on the Corner Talks podcast. We hit it hard. <laughs> Fantastic question. Um, when I was, when I was like, you know, hearing comments about what my friends had to say about me and, and, uh, you know, getting into a new relationship and then right away opening up a new business together, right away um, living together, um, moving in together. Like, like I'll put it to you this way, honestly. So uh, Callie and I, we've been like family friends. Like we've known of each other since like she was like 14, 15. I was like 16, 17. Right. Something like, something like that um you know like we we know each other um through family mm-hmm. and uh sorry can you hear that outside sorry no no that. we're good yeah yeah <laughs> we're good um so like when we reconnected it was kind of just like yo this is so familiar like she we both loved each other's music uh we we, we both like uh sorry we both liked love each other's taste in music right we both um you know almost have the same type of like humor and we both had had the same interest. Like, and then I, 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 um, we, we were, we both got into hair, like, so it was really easy to click with her. And I kind of just like, it was, it was different, man, because, you know, usually when you like talk to a girl, a new girl, you're always like trying to put on a, you know, like, you know, playing the text, you know, I got oh, you. No, I, we all, we're all like that. We don't, cause we don't know. We don't know if that person is deserving of our heart. Right. Like that vulnerability. That that too, but also you know when it when it comes to like you know sometimes when you have some game, it's like she texts me at like this time. All right, let's just wait four minutes. She wait, oh yeah, you know, yeah, four right, minutes. Yeah, fuck that. Like you know, like you I toss that I out the window. Just, you're saying I had to because like yeah. it, you know imagine imagine I was talking all all fucking Markham on her and then and then and then uh, she goes and like talks to my cousin and my cousin's like what are you talking about? He, my nigga doesn't talk like that. Yeah, so, I love that. I love that. That's what I love about you, man. It's like you're kind of uh, acknowledging those things. It's like because every guy goes through it. I'm guilty of it too, right? Um, like girls in the past have told me, "Why, why didn't in the beginning were you like that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." Like I, we all feel like we need to be this person, right? Yeah. But at the end yeah. of the day, if the girl clicks with you, right, and is responsive, you could be yourself. You don't need to be you. You shouldn't want to. What I'm saying, as you get older, you realize you shouldn't want to be someone different when you're pursuing uh, someone you have an interest in, right? Because then you have to. It's going to be very hard to put up that front the whole time, right? Like, imagine if you were this whole Markham persona. And then when you guys are getting serious and you're like, yo, can I just have one day where I'm Nick? (laughs) Where I'm Nick Benitez? It's going to be hard, man, right? So that's (laughs) That's why I tell people now. It's like, show them. Like, hey, if you're a nerd about Star Wars, you better start telling them right now. or You better start showing those. Because I'm telling you, when you invite her back to your place and you have fucking Star Wars mannequins or a poster like yeah. you don't want like raised eyebrows like what's going on right and you should want that anyway excuse my little rant there <laughs> super true man it's super true man like yeah like 
just be honest like you know yeah. it's, it's hard it's hard you know with the pressure and you want to you want you want to stand out and whatever but you know what man like slick, the best, you know yeah the best best person to be is just gotta just, sounds so cliche man you just gotta be yourself and that's that's exactly who i was with with, with cali and, and and i still am um but uh back to like you know hearing you know some comments or feedback like some of my friends would give me right like like personally i'm confident enough in my like i like i again i i always i live by this like like this is the life i fucking chose right of course i so, love that yeah so like when you know i would hear those comments like oh bro like yo are you sure she's the one bro oh i don't know man you only talk uh, you've been talking for this long jealousy <laughs> a lot of jealousy yeah, out there <laughs> yeah yeah you know it, and you know sometimes some people like some people are just in a in a different like state of mind like for, for example sure, i had a friend sure. i had a friend like just got out of a just got out of a freaking long-term relationship right and and then yeah. and then they uh they go and they, they tell it give you their opinion on how they feel about your relationship so yeah. it's like bro you know what i mean but anyways um no it's all valid by the way i just want to say like what you're saying you're describing perfectly like the sociology of men like you when when you go out of a relationship and they're just you know putting their own kind of opinions on on yourself and like how things are would transpire i i completely understand so they're all valid cool, for man. sure yeah cool man yeah man because like who gives a fuck man like i'm just like like if you I, fall like, you fall man this is your life you know exactly yo listen like 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 you're like you're gonna make your own own decisions you're gonna make your own mistakes at the end of the day like that's your life bro like my yeah. life is like the way i'm gonna be living it and and i i know what i like i, I at least know my values i know my values i know yeah. what's important to me um you know so at that time when other, when other people's opinion came about i was just kind of like saying to myself like you guys don't know like and you don't feel what i feel when i when, when i'm with her right you know so it's like you know i totally get it from the outside perspective because even if roles were were, were reversed right i'm sure you can relate dan where like if your boy told you like yeah um talked to this girl for like uh, four days and now we're dating and two weeks later uh um she's moving in you're kind of like yo 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 it's kind of too fast that's understandable like, yeah absolutely like that's that's going to be your first like a like um um reaction but you know i knew i knew that what i was doing is like is the right thing to do because like look where we are now like we're almost two years into um owning the business together like she hasn't stepped foot into uh, montreal ever like into like a into like a hair salon in montreal ever wow and the moment she she starts um she starts um the moment we open the business she's she's had a client in, in the chair ever since so wow. you know just like i it to me it didn't matter it, to me it didn't matter what like other people had to say i definitely had to like you know listen to it and maybe i responded to it a couple of times but i'm just like dude uh like uh that's great bro yeah <laughs> you know? no you had that like, that's what I'm saying. You had that mental, mental fortitude, that that uh, resilience to kind of understand um, that it's your life and and you're gonna carry out the way you you desire, and you don't need the influence of everyone else. Like obviously, like guys are always gonna have opinions, whether they're genuine or disingenuous. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone's gonna always like you know look out for you, 
but only only you can look out for yourself and only you're going to understand it for yourself if that makes sense so for me giving an example like you know i gotta have a nasty relationship um when i look back you know you think it's like your good friend your best friend right and you guys are going to go far together um now it wasn't similar to what you were describing like similar in the aspect of supporting each other's dreams and, and what have you but what i'm saying is that um i would get like red flags like indicators of like things not working out like it was very toxic and I had that like traditional attitude, like, no, like make it work out. Like it's, you know, I, w- you feel something, you got to make it go through. Uh, Cause I don't have that mentality. I wasn't raised that way to like think, you know, disposable, you know, like, oh, whatever, I'll mm. find someone else. So I was like very, like, I'm very loyal, right? Like if, I, if I'm your friend or like, I feel like that friendship, cause we were friends before we became in a relationship, um, I stick around. And what I'm trying to get at is people would always advise me like along the way, um, especially near the breakup, like, yo, like I'm telling you, like, I don't think it's they're right for you. She's right for you. And when I look back, um, see, I made the decision for myself and it was a lot of shock to people. But when I look back, it needed to happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I needed to learn that for myself. See, everyone along the way was giving me hints and pointers, but I didn't enact on those. I enacted on what I felt eventually. Now, it maybe mm-hmm. it took longer than some people might've perceived. Like you would have said to me, yo, Dan, what the fuck, bro? Like <laughs> You didn't notice that? Um, but this is what I mean by it's like my life, like this is a life I chose. It's like, these are the results I chose. You know, I, I chose to make it this last this long. Now I have to deal with the consequences or I have to deal with, with the heartbreak or thereafter. Right. But I have to make the decision for myself. So what I'm getting at is, you know, sounds like a lovely, uh, girl that you're going out with, you know, I, I've, I've had the privilege of meeting her and, you know, she's very, uh, focused and, um, professional, uh, in her practice. Thanks, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I have to commend uh, people where, where, uh, it's due. And what I'm trying to get at is you would know for yourself whether it works out or not. And God forbid it, it didn't work out. It's kind of a hard learning lesson for yourself, right? And that's what kind of shapes you and say, hey, you know, maybe the next business, I won't go into a relationship with someone or something. But what strikes me about yourself is that you're very cognizant. Um, you're very aware. And I don't think you would have pursued something like this. What I enjoy, the way you describe the relationship, it wasn't like, um, you're, you're wanted to start a business and the girl's like, yeah, I want to start one too. Or like, I don't know. I wanna... yeah. It was more like you guys are, like you said, both leaders, both entrepreneurial, and you guys had a plan and a mission and you're both helping each other out achieve that common goal. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. where I would raise an eyebrow and say, okay, like you're dating this girl and she likes the idea of business and thought it would be cute or fun. You know what I mean? But exactly. then, you're, then you're telling me, nah, this girl's like, you know, has a business acumen, you know, she's professional, she's dedicated, and she's uh, willing to take it to the next level with me. That's an entirely different story. So that's what I'm saying is that it's a matter of perspective and context. And when you're talking to people like that, people will always have something to say, man, like you could, you could be dealing with the most successful entrepreneur of all time. And like, you know, uh, going out on dates and like saying you're going to create a business and they'd still say like, bro, like, you don't know what they're going to do with your money. Like people will always have comments. That's what I've learned about this business. It's made me, um, you know, extremely resilient uh, to people's like comments, no matter how high or big you are, it's always subjective. Always. Everyone's going to have an opinion. What matters is what's the opinion about you, you have about yourself. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I commend you. you, I commend you for that because it takes a lot of balls uh, to not only pursue a business, uh, but do it in a relationship. And you're kind of showing to us it's refreshing in a way in an age where, you know, this, uh, our generation, uh, we treat each other disposably like we we there's no friendship there's no common ground um there's a lot of uh, heartbreak out there and then you come along and say no it can be done what matters is does that person share the same values as me 
and I, and you've proved that right uh, time and again with the with this woman that you're with that you do share those same values and it can be done and there's mature professional women out there that are willing to to support and um, elevate their men. So yeah, I really admire that. Yo, you you're you're a great speaker, eh? You know no, thank you, sir. <laughs> Holy shit, you read a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, I read I read a lot, and uh, that that I take pride in in my communication skills because I'm a writer director, so I need that hand in hand, and I need that to be to to be put in practice, right? So uh, thank you for that, sir. I I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I can yeah. say all these words that I don't even like. Fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ, good for you, man. I'm giving everybody an education on this podcast. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> No, honestly, this is what I mean by like taking pride in things. Um, Like, for example, when I was growing up, uh, I would mumble when I talked, I spoke and I wasn't as articulate and I would get, you know, calls from the school. My English grades were kind of poor. My writing was really bad. And through the um, kind of pursuit of of writing, right, through the advent of of me following my passion to be a writer and be a filmmaker and being inspired by the greats like Tarantino and Spielberg, not Spielberg, uh, Tarantino, Aaron Sorkin like those writer directors kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Scorsese, um, Spielberg. Yeah. Any filmmaker, really. I understood that you needed to read books and you needed to write um, even more than what you read and apply that storytelling. So communicating, whether it's on paper or verbally with someone like yourself, it was so vital, so important as a, as a leader, um, as a director. So what I'm getting at is I became who I am, not for anything, but out of utter passion, right? Like this is something that I want to do and how do I best excel at it, right? Like People want to listen to an eloquent conversation, and yeah, I really appreciate that compliment. Thanks, man. You made my day, bro. You're gonna you're gonna be fucking big, bro. When <laughs> I'm telling you, to be, yo, thanks, man. Good for you, yo. Remember me when you're big, bro. Yeah, Holy appreciate you, shit. Appreciate. <laughs> wow. Good for you, man. I, I, wow. Good for I you. I gotta I gotta give compliments to Nick because <laughs> the reason why I'm blushing is because this guy before the podcast. I send the people, my guests questions and he goes, yo, chat GBT got nothing. <laughs> you're those that you don't use that AI program. And I was dying because I've never gotten a paid, like people have told me like, oh, you, you're very poetic and very eloquent the way you speak. But I never heard that comparison before. And I'm like, yo, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Yo, that was uh, really well done. I was like, holy shit. Wow. Thanks, man. But yeah, um, I'm glad we can have this conversation and, and really dive, dive deep into your, your business and your organization. Um, before we like kind of uh, end it off, I, I really want to understand the marketing power behind it, because I've seen on Instagram, your presence and, um, you know, kind of other programs that you've instilled through the business. Um, like for example, the hair, hair anatomy education. Um, so I want to know through these outlets of, of social media and through these subsidiary brands, um, is this all in an effort to kind of expand your reach, uh, as an organization, or is it for like a social responsible kind of act of just simply educating people to how to, uh, style their hair? Fucking look at these fucking questions, bro. This is not this is next Nick, level. You're making bro. my day, buddy. Holy shit. All you had to ask was, yo, do you like posting on Instagram or <laughs> I had to make sure it's I know. I wanna I wanna just like make sure I cover everything. But yeah, pick apart it as as you will, man. What how do you how do you feel? I, I guess to make it more simply, how does social media best service your business? No worries. I, I, I understood the question. It's just like, yo, that was, that was really well put together. But, <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, the way I use social media and the way I view social media, it's it, to me, I just use it as like a, as a brochure, like it's something that 
potential clients, not uh, something that um, I'm trying to just wow my current audience with. I always think about who might stumble upon my page, who might uh, come across uh, the um, the hair anatomy education page. Um, I'm always like thinking about an, a, like another client, another customer, or, or someone else's opinion, unbiased opinion, right? Like if especially if you don't know me, um, I always try to put myself in that person's shoes. Okay. Um, and I try to uh, cater to their needs and try to like kind of like funnel them into um, eventually um, booking uh, an appointment or uh, reaching out about uh, classes and things like that. It's you know it's funny. I actually, sorry. Yeah. Go I ahead. actually um, um, went to see Nima's um, show he did at Peroni in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, 2020. I think it was like. January or February, I can't, nice. can't remember. But, um, anyways, we went to eat. We went to eat at this uh, this pub, and um, I asked him because I I was confused because I I I had you know I shared this um, sorry I I have this like uh, uh, like formula in my head that like 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 any business out there is kind of showcasing their products right. Um, in a way where like, look, like, like, look at this client. He, he feels good and looks good. You can feel the same way to book an appointment, right? That's, that's kind of like the same. Um, that's, that's kind of like what I mean. Okay. So like, I had to ask Nima, I'm like, like, you know, obviously he's like trying to make sales. Yeah. Like he's trying to like, obviously run his business. I, so I asked him like, like, why, like, why do you keep, um, like, uh, pushing content out? Is it like, cause Content essentially is not getting you paid, right? Unless it's like uh, sponsored or something. Yeah, for sure. Or like this thing endorse endorsement. Mm-hmm. But he he was kind of he he said like it's it's uh, to like sell shows, right? It's, like, it's a, so that people know keep knowing about me, so that I can like sell out tickets for my shows. So like him and I, we share the same values. Like I I, I need to like I'm always trying to like. Um, reach out to that a new potential client uh, when it, on my social media. Um, but I'm always um, trying to um, um, make a client feel certain things. So there's a book that I, I, I read um, or listened, like, I listened to actually, it's called uh, building your story brand. Right. Forgot the author's name, but everything that you post as a business, you need to, um, show the potential client um um four different things that you that your that your product can do right like show show me uh show me as a client like how your product can help me one survive two fall in love or find a mate Hmm. uh three feel uh socially accepted or four, uh, be part of a tribe. So mm-hmm. I guess you can n- kind of narrow it down to three things. Right. One is survival. Two is uh, social acceptance, um, and um, and being part of a community or being part of a tribe. And uh, and three would be, how can I like like fall in love or be like attractive? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, survival. The best version you know, of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You know, num- number one, survival, it's, it, like with my field, it's kind of hard. 
survival right. would be like you know uh, food or drink right i i could say that we offer a complimentary coffee or something with yeah the, oh, that's right that's, i remember the espresso yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Love that. yeah i was too busy so, <laughs> working <laughs> There's, there's that, you know, that, that survival part of it. Um, right. you, you know, your hair is fucking dirty. We'll wash it for you. Like that's the part of like, you know, You're survival. Provi- providing whatever. a basic need for people. Yeah. Hygiene. Yeah. Right. So that's like, that's survival. Yeah. Uh, two, two would be, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, finding a mate or falling in love. Like, you know, Valentine's day is around the corner. Are you looking fresh for your Valentine's? Day? Are you, are you looking fresh for your wedding? Right. Um, you know, you have a party, you're going out, you're going out tonight. Like, you, you know, is your, is your hair, haircut nice and like, are you faded up, you know? Yep. Advertisements like that. And then finally, like being like part of a tribe or like socially accepted to me is my, is my number one, because I uh, base my, my business um, on community and, and more, and more specifically, just like you and I, like, that's the reason why I asked you in the beginning, like, what, what was your first gig? Right. Yeah. And it's interesting how you got that client. It was just through knowing the guy. Yeah. A lot of people, right? are, it's all, yeah, a lot of my clients. Yeah. Because of just knowing them. Yeah. Knowing them word of mouth. Right. Yeah. Like if you can make someone feel a part of your circle, a part of your story, a part of your uh, service or product or whatever, get them engaged in it. Like that's, creating subconsciously for the client or for, for anybody that you feel socially accepted. For example, <clears throat> let's say a group of uh, you and your boys, there's like five of you guys, all of you guys have iPhones, right? Except for one to have a Samsung. Hmm. Yeah. They're going to feel, they're going to feel like automatically like, ah, oh. the they're going to make fun of the, you're going to make fun of the guy with the Samsung. Oh, of course, no, he's got yeah. yep. blah, blah, blah. You know? So like, you know, it's, so there's like a tribe being like, formed with the iPhones, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, I'm giving all that just to say like, you know, with social media, it's just for me, it's it's just a, a way to um, constantly communicate with, with possible uh, new clients. Um, you know, obviously invest in ads, try, try to get myself out there so that when people do come to the page, I want them to, to book an appointment. I want to meet them. I need to need them to get, I need to get them in my chair, you know? Um, or, or like, um, I want people to, um, uh, reach out and, and, and buy my classes, buy my courses. Um, but, um, I've learned recently that the most important thing actually in any business right now is like, is the website. You need the website. Like it's all a funnel, right? Like the Instagram part is just to get their attention in, in those three or four different ways. But the real, real like sale, real like close is when they come to your website and they actually book that appointment or or give you their information the moment the moment you have their email the moment you have their their um their contact info right they become a lead you know mm-hmm. so that, that that's that sales part of, of it that's I, I hopefully that's answering your question no no for um, sure it's a very in-depth uh kind of answer because I, I wasn't expecting like the thought process um, like the steps you've taken uh, into approaching the social media outlet for your business, right? Like um, many of us, you know, we just look at social media as a, a great tool um, and at best a way to leverage our, our you know, content. Um, but you take it to another extreme where you kind of investigated um, the science behind it, if you will. Um, like how do we best approach it and cover 
um, those necessary areas to achieve optimum success, right? Um, mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned Nima because that's actually something that when we first connected, I admired about him is that, and we we shared something similar, the relentless output of content, you know, it's just like nonstop. And I like that you kind of approached it too, like from a business mindset, like, but if you're not making money, like what's the point? Like, I don't understand why you're making all this content. And I've perceived it that way too. Um, but what I've come to understand, and I, I think the pandemic was a catalyst for this is you want to stay relevant and you want to keep that exposure and you want people to be tied to your story. Um, now I'm not at the level of Nima, like in terms of following and viewership. Uh, however, I've created and amassed my own kind of following um, of people that um, understand where I'm coming from, like what's my story as a filmmaker and my slogan, keep the dream alive and all these kind of antics that kind of uh, are, are tied with uh, my creative outputs. And you're an embodiment of that, I'll be honest, because I don't know anything about you, like in the sense that we've never connected before this podcast other than right. our brief interaction. And already you kind of understand who I am. You've already complimented me and, and see me going far. And when you watch and view my content, whether it's in my present or in the future, you'll now tie in that persona with the content that you see and start to see the the bigger picture, right? So Absolutely. that's what, for me, it's more of a gradual step, you know, and as my buddies tell me when it hits, it's going to hit hard. Um, it's like pulling back, you know, a bow and an arch. Um, mm. But that's what it is, right? It's like, you have to constantly be putting co uh, uh, content out there. That's why I, I developed this podcast. Um Obviously, I love to to speak with people, but if you really want to know, it's a myriad of reasons, right? It's not just at face value. You see it as, oh, I enjoy having conversations. No, it helps me read. It helps me to write, helps me to communicate better, to be more effective as a director, as a leader when I'm on set. It helps to cultivate relationships and expand my network, uh, create potential clients, which I have. You know, that's how I actually got the Tom Bill you job is because one of my guests happened to work for him. So you, you have to kind of approach it that way. And, and, and too many people want to see it as black and white. Like, well, if it's not making money, then what's the point? It's like, no, like mm -hmm. value isn't always monetary, right? Um, it could be exponentially received in many ways. So yeah, I just uh, wanted to make that point. Uh, I mentioned it a lot of my podcast as to why I created the podcast, but I'm really starting to understand the, the, the fruits of its labor. You know, um, there were many thank times you, speaking of, thank you. There were many times speaking of quitting, right? Like this podcast, uh, it's off of Zoom, right? It still is, but it was even more downgraded in terms of production value. Um, it was kind of blurry and I was in a dark corner and <laughs> I had like guests from my local area. And I think it just comes down to enjoyment. You know, you, we enjoy what we do and that's what pushes us to keep doing it every day. That's what motivates us because for you, it's like, you know, you didn't start a business since, you know, uh, barber, uh, being a barber because uh you needed to make some money right because you did, you refused to be in a trades no you did it because you enjoy uh like you said styling people's hair you see it as something bigger and grander you know uh, making people feel good about themselves right they got a big occasion coming up they want to feel you know satisfied right um they want to look their best i mean so it was really a pleasure to, to have this conversation with you man and, and really gain some insight uh from an entrepreneur uh, from one entrepreneur to another you know like how, you, how we approach our businesses Listen, I just want to close this off by just saying that you and I are both in industries that um, are relationship-based. Yes. It's a relationship-based business. It's all about who you know. And, you know, I, I see it more as like, again, with the, what I was saying from the beginning is like, it all starts with you. Um, 
during COVID, I, I texted because uh, he was one of the clients at my old barbershop. Yeah, I see you have a dog, right? In, yeah. And so, do you, have you heard of uh, the the um, poop bag company called um, Earth Rated? It's a green. It's a green. Uh, oh, I think we, I might actually use that for my dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the the own the owner of the company i think they're in like 45 different countries or whatever he 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 so the company is based in montreal actually oh yeah um, i do i use I, this exact bag yeah yeah right it's awesome yeah no because i have a i have a dog right now yeah milo and i use it <laughs> it's green yeah so nice yeah shout out shout out to abby abby's actually uh he's a sri lankan guy he's dope, that's man. wild he's yeah awesome guy yeah um i i i messaged him and i and i told him yo abby it's it's covid I have $10,000 in my bank account right now. Right. Where do I put the money? Nice. He says to me, before you can invest, before you invest in anything else, invest in yourself first. Nice. I like that. So the, I, I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, I need to like, it all starts with me. I can't be the best relationship builder with my client, with other potential clients. I can't reach out to, to, to more businesses. I can't make all these connections. If internally I'm not happy with myself, if I'm not healthy, if I'm not active, if I'm not eating right, like those are my values. That's what I like understand myself. Like I, that's what I understand for myself to make myself my like hundred percent. I need to be able to do all those things. If I'm not do if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take care of others. Right. So, um, just just throwing that out out there to everyone or anyone that's listening to this that's. Uh, either working for themselves or working for anybody else, whatever it is, if you want to be a hundred percent at anything, like you need to be a hundred percent internally first before yeah. you can go out and, and, um, and uh, spread that, that love and, and that positivity to everyone else, because it all comes back. Yeah. It all comes back to you. Yeah. No, the so, pendulum yeah. swings both ways. That's what I learned from my hero Tarantino in his twenties. He said it was a disaster. No one wanted to talk to him. No one liked him. Uh, no one gave him the respect that he thought he deserved. And then he turns it around when he was 30 years old, made Reservoir Dogs, then Pulp Fiction. And he said, and then everything changed, everything turned, right? And I'm not saying that comparing people's lives, like I had it worse or, you know, I wish I was this or that. I'm very privileged, you know, to, to be living, you know, where I am and to have parents that are supportive and such. But only God knows, like, the the torment that I went through um, in relationships and and people that I've kind of encountered along the way. So this is why I, I'm truthful. Uh, I... I um, I subscribe to that notion. I mean, about the pendulum swinging both ways and investing in yourself first, because I know the drawbacks if you don't, and I know um, the dark side of it, because uh, I experienced it firsthand. So, like I was telling you before, is that this is the life we choose, or you were telling me this. Uh, at the end of the day, we can make these decisions and learn and grow from them. Um, but what matters is that we kind of make those decisions um, that can best uh, better ourselves. Um, so yeah. I really appreciate you, Nick, for coming on the podcast. Yeah. And having oh, these conversations. You're, listen, <laughs> you're on your way, bro. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you, man. It's it, And it requires a lot of hard work, guys. For anyone that wants to work on themselves, you know, this is an overnight for sure. But I really appreciate you, Nick. You're on your way as well. Um, looking forward to showing up at Montreal, getting a nice trim. Because <laughs> I'm not yeah, into man. shaving my head. But you can give me a nice trim anytime. <laughs> you nice stuff. So yeah, first I'll definitely. Yeah, thank you, you thank it. you, sir. Thank you. No, I really, I'm really looking forward to coming back to Montreal, and definitely you'll be one of my first stops. Um, for anyone that's in the area of Montreal, 
please check out Hair Anatomy by Nick Benitez. He's a wonderful man, uh, amazing entrepreneur, just um, definitely someone to consider. So I, I really appreciate you again, Nick. And uh, thank, thank you, you everybody else for listening. And we'll talk soon.